Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. We have our pastors up here with us, Pastor Ryan and Sarah, Pastor Mike and Megan with Kristen and I today. We're so excited to come to share with you really the cusp of what we're about and what we're going to talk about is why Abundant Life Church does what it does. That's what we want to talk about and what it means at a very practical level in our areas and our ministries and all that we do here from week in and week out. Our theme for this year has been your kingdom come, right? Matthew Mm -hmm. chapter 6 and verse 10. Your kingdom come. Can you say that with me? Your Your kingdom kingdom come. come. That's really what we've been talking about this year as we've come in. That Jesus came to establish his kingdom upon the earth. And many times we realize that God doesn't show up the way that we think that he will. 2020 is really a testimony to that, right? God, what are you doing? This looks crazy. And uh, we're not sure what's changing from week to week. But uh, as we become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're under his kingdom. We're a part of his kingdom. That's right. And we just want to talk to you today about what that means to be a part of God's kingdom in the areas of our ministry, our lives today, in the life that God intends. Right, right. There's a lot of passion up here, and we love doing what we do. We love, but we do it all for Jesus. And sometimes you don't get to see that snapshot. I know some people, what do you guys do all day? (laughs) We pray. That's all. That's all we do. We pray. But um, it would be nice if that's all we could do, right? And, right. Um, but anyway, we just want to share a little bit of passion with you today and maybe um, tell you why we do what we do so we can, maybe you guys might want to partner with us in some of these areas because quite honestly, we need your help. We, this is what the church is. It's not just us. It's you. Yeah. You know what? I love it. This is a side note. I love it when I'm talking to someone and they say something like, our church. I'm like, ooh, you're invested. Yeah. But that's you know, right. when someone says you know, something about, hey, well, your church, I'm like, wait, you go to that church too. It's our church. So anyway, it's, it's invested. So we have a filter that we, um, when we come into planning, whatever, where we feel God Mm -hmm. taking us in a a direction or maybe an event. Um, the filter is this is, um, we want to always equip people to live a successful Christian life. We want to get their eyes on Jesus and then help them on that journey to walk successfully yeah. with him. And that means yeah. in all he has for you, that's his purposes and his plans um, and his will for your life. Mm-hmm. And so if we come up with an idea, we're saying, okay, well, it does it do that. Because if it doesn't, we don't want a part of it. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's just a social club. And yeah. anyone can take care of that. But we're here mm-hmm. to do kingdom business. Right. And so if it helps equip people, point them to Jesus, and then equip them to walk yeah. a successful Christian life and have relationship with him, we're all about it. Amen. Amen. We're all about it. So, you know, sometimes that means that um, the method might change in Mm -hmm. 2020. We've seen that that recap video made me think, wow, 2020 recap video is going to look a lot different. (laughs) It's going to look, yeah, but but God's message is still going through. We're going to talk about some wins in a little bit, but the method changes, but the message never changes. And that's truth. So, yeah. yeah. So our passion, I know my passion is lavish sisterhood. Girls, are you out there? Yes. And it's, yeah, a couple weeks. And so it's, you know, that's my passion. We need to equip women to live a successful Christian life in in their journey and make a difference. 
difference for God. Love. So, Mike, what's, what's your passion? Uh, we're passionate about seeing families uh, to equip their whole family to live a successful Christian life, you know, in the sense of leading them in discussions, helping them process uh, their faith, this whole faith journey from the time that they're born to the time that they're starting their own family. Mm-hmm. We, we want to see people succeed in that. And we know that it's, it's hard uh, to, to lead a teenager. We know it's hard to even lead a four-year-old sometimes. And so that's where we really feel like we want to partner with the families and the parents as a whole. Hey, we want to set you up for success. Right. And we sure. want to be your biggest encourager. We want to be your biggest cheerleader. You know, and that's what we're passionate about when we see that life change happen. And it's from a, if, either if it's an experience, an encounter with God, to where it actually becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. That's what we get really excited about. Awesome. 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 Pastor Ryan and Sarah. Yeah, a couple quick wins. Yeah. So... Obviously, we're in a pandemic right now, unless you've been living under a rock. Um, When the quarantine hit, I remember us trying to figure out, okay, if we're in lockdown, how are we going to do church? And I'm so (laughs) thankful for our tech team and how they've been able to make church continue to happen throughout the quarantine and for Talon for leading that team, but um, all the volunteers it took. And then also through the launch of our online campus. Hey, what's up, online campus? Glad you're with us today. But that's a huge win for us, right? We're thankful for the technology, but it takes people to make that technology function and work. And then also, this is my 11th year here, and um, Pastor John usually comes with a a vision every year. But this is the first time where I really felt challenged to write a song that fell in line with this vision of your kingdom come. And so I sat down with Ryan Thomas, the guy playing acoustic today, and we wrote that song that we sang just a little bit ago, Your Kingdom Come. And I'm so excited that um, God's not just um, doing things that are typical of ministry, but some things maybe that aren't as common, and that's birthing songs right here in the local church for what we believe he's doing. And I'm excited to tell you that we just finished the tracking for that song, and it'll be releasing on... Spotify and iTunes and those things here in the next uh, month or so-ish. So be looking forward to uh, releasing that for you guys. Can't wait. Yeah, we love that song. You love that song? Yeah, I do. It's the heart of our church for this year, for sure, Mm -hmm. in years to come. So our focus is always Jesus, but we have to sometimes measure that to see, okay, are we doing it? Are we? So we have a vocab that we have on stage is, tell us about a win, like something that happened in your ministry that just really, we hit a home run for God. And so I want to share some wins with you yeah. just church-wide that we can celebrate. And we've had, so keep in mind, we've been a pandemic, eight weeks of those, we didn't even have service right. in person, um, but still, God is awesome. Amen. Amen. 127 salvations this year. That's awesome. Amen. People have That's come awesome. to know Jesus so good. for their first time. We have had 48 water baptisms. Yeah. What is water baptism? Wow. That's true life change. That's, That's yes. someone being discipled saying, I'm making so a decision good. for Jesus, and I'm, I'm changing my life. Um, we've had... Uh, Growth track. Fifty-four participants go through growth track, awesome. which is our discipleship program, where they're really getting into the nitty-gritty there. Mm-hmm. And then groups. We have over two hundred people a week attending wow. a group. So, so that's good. that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's, that's so cool. great. It really is. Every age group uh, that we want a part of small group are groups here, and they are. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. There's some yeah. great wins. Yeah, great wins. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah and. and w- 
I like building off what you said, it's like once the pandemic and COVID happened, it really made us rethink how do we do kids ministry? How do we redo youth ministry? And, you know, by offering virtual uh, experiences and, and services and, you know, thankfully, you know, at beginning of summer we're finally able to start meeting in person here and man it just continued to show us that this young generation they want social interaction they want to meet and they want to connect and so still able to provide opportunities where they can process their faith uh, meet in small groups still be a part of worship uh one of the biggest things that we saw as a win this year was having a event that we we put on like what felt like very quickly uh, it's called our conference mm-hmm. in the beginning of august where we saw over a three days we saw almost 150 students come out, uh, students that we haven't even seen before, students we haven't seen uh, since the pandemic. And over those three days, uh, we saw 30 students uh, give their life to Jesus for the first time. And so it was like, praise the Lord. You know, kids meeting in person again has been phenomenal. We actually, uh, we were, I remember the first Sunday we opened up in-person uh, kids church. And I remember I talked to your girls because I was asking every kid, hey, what, what is something we can do better? Because this is new to us. And I remember they said the one thing they didn't like was they couldn't hug their friends. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, Same. But, yeah. Same. I know, right? Yeah. Who else wants to hug their friends? Yeah. But they, it, it's to see the kids are wanting to come every Sunday because they want that personal encounter and they right. want yeah. something where they can actually grow in their faith. Yeah. 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 So it is our heartbeat that everything we do around here would point people to Jesus. If it doesn't, we, mm-hmm. we, you know what, there's better things to do that, you know, we, we want to focus on right, focus that. On. We, we want to keep our focus on Jesus. So, well, we put together some questions that we call frequently asked questions that we get a lot. And so we're going to kind of go through those and have a discussion. You already met Mike and Megan, our family life pastors. That means their kids, teens, and young adults yep. are under their ministry. So, you know, one of the questions we get a lot is, why do you have kids in, in why don't you have the kids in service with you? Why do you have to have a separate kids program? Yeah. What would yeah. you say? And, and I would say it's nothing against if you bring your kids in because maybe you like uh, doing church together as a family. And so there's nothing wrong with that. Unless your kid is like getting out of the row and like trying to come up on the stage uh, when Pastor John's preaching, which we saw a couple times before. Um, yeah, it's typically our kids. Uh, but it's, it, I think it's one of those things to where it's, it's hard to where we're in service and we're trying to be in tune with what the Lord is speaking to us when also we have some, some of our own focus on what our kids are doing during the service as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, I have that problem. I got ADD. I get distracted easily. And so um, one of the things that we know is it's, what happens here in Sunday morning service, it's geared towards us, you know, that are a little bit older, you know, adults, even students, you know, where Abundant Life Kids Church, it's geared towards kids in the season that they're in, from birth to to fifth grade, that they're going to have not only just a unique experience, but they're going to have a place where they can really learn and process their faith in who God is. Right, yeah, and I mean, like, as a church, our heart is for all people to hear the gospel, for all people to hear the message of God's love, and children aren't exempt from that. So, you know, over on the other side there, we, it's not, I love what you said earlier, how it's not just babysitting. It's it's not just, you drop your kids off just to, like, 
you know, just mm. for them to sit there and do nothing while, you know, you're here, then you come get them. We have church over sure, there. So for every age group. Yeah. So, you know, whether they're in kindergarten through fifth grade, we have one, we have amazing volunteers, which, yeah. oh my gosh, but we have some of our volunteers um, who will speak a message for them, geared for them, for their age level. And then we have a bunch of small group leaders who lead them and kind of process questions and where they're at. And yeah. let me tell you, you may be, it may be a, a second grader, but they have some amazing and deep questions and input. Mm. And I mean, as a volunteer, it keeps you sharp in your faith there, <laughs> you know, like, and then we also, even if it's a baby in the nursery, they're hearing about how God loves them. And so oh, it's that. just an honor that, you know, we get to have a small yeah. part of partnering with you as the parent to help build that spiritual foundation in a child's life. And, and, you know, our goal, our number one goal is that one day they will make that decision for themselves to follow Christ with their life. Yeah. Wow. yeah, and that's something that we're thankful for as parents whose kids have been born and raised here now that, you know, while we do what we can in the home, they still need mm-hmm. that community. Yeah. They still need that pastoral leadership in their life. And we're so thankful for you guys and your team. Now, both of our girls have accepted Jesus as their Lord and that's Savior, awesome. been baptized. And we're thankful for the kids ministry at this church that has allowed Amen them to, to be able to experience Amen. Jesus for themselves. Amen. Yeah, and I think Amen. What the, with that is just we are a blessed church mm-hmm. being yeah. able to have mm-hmm. kids ministry for every age group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of churches that can't. We are able to yeah. with the help of tremendous 18 volunteers. Yeah. So we're thankful. Yeah. For that. That's true. We sure do love kids around here. So that's right. Yeah. Keep having them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you keep having them. Quarantine babies. Quarantine yeah, I babies. I need grandbabies. I'm ready for a grandbaby. Okay. So, okay. So moving on. Pastor Ryan and Sarah. Claire's not even here today. I, that's too bad. All right. Don't tell her. Don't tell her I said that. So um, Pastor Ryan and Sarah, worship pastors, they do a phenomenal job, and we love you guys. Um, Worship is such a big part of what we do around here, and um, one of the questions we get a lot is, you know, they think we randomly just sing songs, or, you know, but there's a lot of planning that goes in, so talk about that. There is, you know, and um, I didn't mention this first service. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't even say it now. But I have a lot of people who are like, you know what song you should do? You should do this song. And I'm like, hey, that's a great suggestion. I appreciate that. But we don't just pick songs here. We don't. If you guys right. think that we just pick songs and we do songs, that's not how we function. Um, there's a big reason behind that. And that comes out of John chapter 5 when Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Yeah. For us as pastors and for our ministry, we're not going to just pick songs. We want to say to ourselves, but then pray so prayerfully and asking of the Lord, what are you doing, God? Because if we don't know what God's doing, we shouldn't be doing anything, right? Yeah. If we don't know what God's saying, we shouldn't be singing anything. And so we sow prayerfully into our services. When we get get, uh, an idea of what the theme's going to be for that day, if there's a scripture that uh, is going to be our main verse, you know, we've been out of the book of John, or or with whatever means that is, it gives us an opportunity to say, okay, God, given that context, what are you saying and what are you doing? And then we go through song selection that will fall in complete alignment with what God is saying and doing in that service, because... We can't just pick songs because then that's just our flesh. Mm -hmm. And you guys don't need our flesh, right? No, you need the spirit of God. You need that coming forth in your life and carrying you through from this into Mm -hmm. your week. And so we sow prayerfully into everything that we do here. That's good. Yeah, we prepare equally for the spirit to move and we also prepare musically and we 
tell our team all the time we want to be musically excellent as well as spiritually excellent. It's a delicate mm. balance, and that's what, we're, that. that's what we're going for. Um, and we've got awesome volunteers. Yeah. We've got a whole team up there. Yeah. We do have women yeah. on the tech team, by the way, but there's all guys up there right now. There's another group of people behind the wall, behind them, mm-hmm. doing tech stuff. We've obviously got an amazing band and vocalist. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do a little plug. If you want to join our team, let me know. <laughs> if you like to sing or play something or push buttons, we would love to have you. Yeah, that's true. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It takes so yeah. much and so many people mm-hmm. to uh, make that mm-hmm. happen. That ministry yeah. is so vital. Yes. Real, real quick, I just want to say, it's easy to see volunteers, whether they're in kids' ministry or Crave or even up here, and be like, they're good. They don't need me. Mm-hmm. Can I just tell you, we need you. Oh, yeah. 100%. We need yes. you. You're laughing, but it's not funny. <laughs> I ain't playing. <laughs> I ain't playing because it takes volunteers to make church yeah. happen, and we need you. And if you're not serving in a ministry... I'm going to start preaching. You need to be servant. Don't. don't. <laughs> we need your help, please. Yeah. There, there's a, a right def- deficit across the board. So if you think this just happens, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We, we are praying for the Lord of the harvest. Send laborers. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things we hear a lot is, John, keep the main thing the main thing. And I tell you what, I think in 2020, it's never been harder to keep the main thing the main thing. So what would you say, what's the main thing at Abundant Life Church? Well, really, that's easy, but it's many times hard to keep from the distractions, like you said, is it is Jesus and it's only Jesus. And if things detract from that, it needs to be torn down. Because if it's not giving glory to Jesus... That is wrong worship, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. It's misdirected. And so we constantly have to talk about on staff, what are the distractions and eliminate that and the noise? Just like you have distractions in your life, so does the church. And so we have to constantly say, Jesus is the main thing. Lost people matter yeah. to Jesus, and they matter to us in the kingdom business mindset. Yeah. So if anything takes away from that, it needs to be done away with, torn down, because it's not giving Jesus the most glory. That's right. So keeping Jesus the main thing, because the precedence is set through the New Testament on how the church should impact the world, for sure. The mission comes out of the great commission. Right. Mm-hmm. And so listen, if a church is not functioning by great commission, they're not a church. Yeah, You know, they, they're a museum or there's something else. But uh, I want to tell you, that's how we function here. Our mission comes from the Great Commission. Well, what is that? Matthew 28. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we're called to do that. And we're called to equip each other to do that. And so the mission is equipping people to live successful Christian yeah. lives. That's our heart, to equip you. And the vision then is activated by words of action. And so you've heard us talk about them. You'll hear us talk about discover your purpose. We want every person that comes to Abundant Life Church to discover your purpose. Why are you here, right? Uh, What are you here for? Why are you on this earth? Then it's also connecting and belonging. We're talking about that in just a moment on how we're called to community with one another and belonging in the process. And then there's a grow together, which is an internal aspect of discipleship, that we are becoming disciples and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it's go share your story. 
We want you to go share your story because Jesus says you should tell your story yeah, to right. others around you. Growth Track, as you've heard, is a wonderful way for you on your next step to be a part of, learn what those action words are. And so we realize God has called his disciples and churches to reproduce what is healthy reproduces. So healthy disciples reproduce other healthy disciples. Healthy churches reproduce other healthy churches. That's a spiritual, biblical dynamic, and healthy things grow. So we have to be reminded that healthy things do grow. There's a biblical precedence, and that God wants us to know that in our individual lives and in the church as a whole. Keeping Jesus number one. Yeah, and I think about that a lot, actually. It's like evaluating yourself. Am I reproducing other disciples? Am, am, I, am I personally making right. that decision? Or am I just so focused on consume, consume, consume? Am I actually contributing to, to the kingdom of God actually advancing in my That's own good. community? Yeah. So good. Make it so, personal. Yeah. So good. Yep. So, Mike and Megan, the next question is, um, what would you tell a parent of a teenager who doesn't want to come to church? And then the follow-up question is, how is ALC reaching our teenagers in yeah. this community? This is a great question. Um, I would always ask the follow-up question, why? Why doesn't your student want to be a part of church or want to be a part of what's mm-hmm. happening with the youth here in the church? Uh, because I think if we can understand the why, we can actually help find a solution and take them a part of the process. If we just allow them just to say, oh, I don't want to go, okay, you know, then, then we're really kind of doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as parents, we manage a lot of our, our students' life. We manage making them go to school when they don't want to, or we're, we're managing them eating healthy food when they, all they want to do is eat junk food. Yet, for whatever <laughs> right. reason, when it comes to, to church, we're, we're giving them the reins and the, and the choice to choosing what they want to do based on what they feel. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, we have to lead them. We have to lead them. We are the number one spiritual influence. This is not me talking as a pastor. This is me talking as a parent. I'm the number one spiritual influencer of my boy's life. So true. And it's, it's up to me to, to push them when they don't feel like it to, to, to be a part of kingdom-minded community and a place where that they're going to grow in their spiritual faith. Because mm. there's so many voices out in our, in our world and our culture that are going to speak lies to them and to take them away from what God has called them to be and to do in their world. And I think if we we let students not attend or not be a part of what the kingdom is doing, then I think we're teaching them an unhealthy paradigm of church and decision-making based on feelings. Mm. And so as parents, we have to be able to lead them, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. Yeah. really good. Yeah, that's really, I mean, I think in my own life personally, you know, not too long ago, I was a teenager and I didn't want to go to church. <laughs> I, like, I feel like that question could have been asked, you know, for when I was younger. And if my parents just allowed me to make that decision, I wouldn't have gone to church. And I don't know if I ever would have came back, to wow. be honest. Like, I'm not sure what direction my life would have yeah. taken from it. Yeah, but right. when I was younger and our whole family, it was a non-negotiable. I didn't even argue it with my parents because mm-hmm. I knew it wouldn't go anywhere. You know, it's church Sunday mornings and then you get involved in a youth group and that's, yeah. and that's that's how it was. But they didn't just say like, it's my way, deal with it. I'm the boss. That's the, you know, they gave the reason why they talked through it with me. So I, I had an understanding of why church was so important. It wasn't just like an obligation or a duty, but it was this important part of our lives. And, and because of that, I, I, 
I really attribute, you know, my parents and talking me through that and leading me by example, that that's the reason I made the decision to follow Christ. That's the reason that church wasn't just a part of my life, but it became you know, my whole life that the Lord became the guide over my life. Mm. And I love how my parents, they were like, listen, if, if you're feeling uncomfortable because you don't have any friends at youth group, who do we need to pick up? Who do we need to go get? And they would drive all around. I'm from Long Island. They would drive all over the Island (laughs) picking up whoever needed to be at church. And, and, you know, I see that now in my life. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's great. That's good. So I would say this parents, if, if you're struggling or or, or if you have a teenager that doesn't want to be a part of church or, or, or youth here, I, I would ask three questions. Um, are they involved in biblical community? I stress biblical community because anybody can be involved in community. Mm-hmm. Are they involved in biblical community? Are they actively involved in the life of the church? Not just attending, but engaging and serving. And then the last question, and are you the parent actively discipling them at home? And if the question is no to any one of them, let us partner with you. Let us help. Let's walk alongside you to help set your student up for a successful Christian life. Because what we do on Wednesday nights for youth, we're going to engage your students to be a part of kingdom-minded community and where that they're going to be discipled in their faith. And we have a lot of young people that come out on Wednesday nights yeah. that they're not actively involved in the church. Actually, their families aren't actively involved. And that's why we need a team of adults to, to help these young people to be that spiritual encourager in them, to help them not just experience Jesus, but to make this a, a devotion Devotion to God. And that's how we're living out this great commission. We're going and we're making disciples with this generation now because they are literally changing and and influencing the culture and how we live right now. That's good. good. That's so good. Yeah, love that. Our teenagers, we we love them and uh, we're excited about what God's doing in Crave. So Pastor Ryan and Sarah is, um, you know, we hear a lot about drawing near to God and worship just really helps do that. And worship, like we said, is such a big part of what we do. So um, how, how do we do that? How do we draw near to God through worship? What would you say? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I like to tell people that if you only ate one meal a week that you would be physically malnourished Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing spiritually. Mm -hmm. If this service is the only spiritual meal you get in a week, you're going to be spiritually malnourished. It's not enough. It's not enough to just come to church and that sustain you throughout the rest of your week and you will be spiritually malnourished. And I think coming through this year, like it's been, which has been tremendously difficult for all of us. I'm not ashamed to say as one of your pastors that this year has been tremendously difficult. But our theme this year is your kingdom come. And I just want to draw our attention to Psalm 22, 3, that says that God is enthroned in the praises of his people. God's throne is a position in our lives. Mm. His throne is about dominion and it's about rulership. And if you're in a place right now or you're in a place this year where you feel like something else is ruling in your life, like it could be sickness, you know, or maybe it's anxiety or depression or maybe it's fear. And if those things have been ruling in your life by praising and worshiping God, you're saying, okay, God, I'm welcoming you and your dominion and your rulership and your reign into my life in this moment, into these circumstances, because I need your kingdom to come. And within that church, if God's kingdom comes, if his authority comes, all other kingdoms fall. 
And yeah. so that's saying, you know what? Kingdom of fear, fall. Because I welcome Come God on. into yeah. this moment. Amen. Kingdom of Come anxiety, on. depression, yeah. fall. Yes. You get mm-hmm. destroyed while the kingdom yeah. of God is yeah. established in my life Jesus. and in these circumstances. Yeah. That's why praise and worship is so vital yeah. outside Amen. of just this moment. You need to take that with you and be a worshiper so you can welcome God Amen. into mm-hmm. your circumstances. Yeah. That's so good stuff. Good. And worship is not just singing songs. If yeah. that's what you think, that's incorrect. It's also praying. That's worshiping. Reading your Bible is worshiping God. Mm-hmm. Fasting, you know. Um, God tithing, wants to tithing. have... Tithing. Tithing. Thank you. <laughs> um, praying, you know. God wants to have a personal relationship with you. I think we hear that so often that it loses its meaning. God wants to have a personal relationship with you. He doesn't just love you. He likes you. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to have a specific personal relationship with you. So I would encourage you just to dig into that and and talk to him. That's what prayer is and and grow in that. Yeah. Mm. I love that. So practical. So true. So real. And even we talked about in the first service how God's kingdom is established in our praises. That's right. It's bringing him in, like you said. Well, listen, uh, another great uh, value that we hold here is the value of community that we have with one another. And uh, Kristen and her team do a wonderful job in leading our groups here at Abundant Life Church. And uh, we got a lot of great groups and uh, connecting and belonging. And so what would you say if someone were to tell you, I'm not feeling connected at Abundant Life Church, what would you tell them on how they can? Well, the first thing I would do is ask them to tell me where, where and what they're involved in outside of a Sunday morning service. Okay, like, what are, they, what are they doing? What are they participating in? Because we love coming to church on Sundays, don't we? It's the big celebration. It's the big party. It's the mm-hmm. family comes together. But I tell you what, we come together and we connect with God. This isn't really structured to connect with one another. We might do a little, little bit, but it's not anything like if you were involved in a group where it's structured to have relationship with one another, to mm-hmm. really rub shoulders and be that iron sharpens iron for one another. That's what groups are designed for. So I would say if you're not feeling connected, are you part of a group? Because we need to um, have that time outside of even this, as awesome as this is, mm-hmm. and it's it's great and we love it. We need a little bit more. We need that accountability. We need that um, that friendship and that relationship that comes along that helps us. Yeah. And I grow. think what's so vital to that is going through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. done everything it could to push us away right. from community. Yeah, it's true. Right? right. It's worked yeah. against that. Yeah. So yeah, we so, need to keep on the forefront. Yeah, sometimes when you come in, you want that family-like belonging. And we hunger for that, just as human beings. And um, you might not get that on a Sunday morning service, but I can tell you the what, that's where groups come in. And mm-hmm. we have all kinds of groups. We have something for recreational. We have just um, groups that just hang out. We have groups that do Bible studies. So if you're interested in finding something like that, please talk to me. I will yeah. find you a group. And you know, one of the favorite stories I love to share, and it's the best story, um, that testifies of what groups are all about is um, one couple was struggling in their marriage and struggling in re- their relationship with God and we got them connected into a group mm-hmm. reluctantly and once they did uh, the man a couple months later said wow I've waited my whole life to have friends like this yeah, wow. so groups mm-hmm. are powerful groups will help in your relationship with God so they're really a great way 
to get connected. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have more people wanting to be a part of a group than I have leaders. So if you're interested in being a group leader, and it can be over anything, let's talk. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah. I'll treat you to coffee. And we'll, we'll talk about you being a group leader. We would love to have a great way to get connected. Great way to yeah. get connected. Yeah, and volunteering is also a good way to get involved in a group. 100%. You know, the worship team is our small group. Yeah. We have rehearsal on Thursday nights. We share burdens. We pray for each other. We laugh together. Sometimes we go out to eat afterwards. And we say to each other at least once a week, I love our team like I love them so much we do we love our team so much they're our they're our church family and it's a great group it is a great way our volunteers we call them the A team around here so if you want to serve on the A team again every department could use you and they'll fight over you because (laughs) they need they want you that's true yeah yeah I was just going to say it's like again if you're not involved in a group it's like if you if you have kids like look at what you're modeling for your family as a whole if you're just coming together just clicking this off as your spiritual checklist, you know, and that's what you're saying the model for, for the people in your household. So if you get involved in community, if you get involved in a group, you're going to encourage your family to get involved in a group. And again, we got groups for kids. We got groups for, for the students. We got groups for young adults. It's like we need each other. Yeah, More do. than ever in this time, we need community. Well, it's proven you yeah. want to live longer, you have to have relationship and community with mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Right? It's true. So good. Well, we want to reproduce who we are. And uh, one of those ways that we have done that and will continue to do that is by multi-siting and planting other churches. And so Clearbrook has our DNA and uh, Pastor Ben and Claire are going to be on video. This is pre-recorded, So just listen into their heart on reproducing. Hey, everybody. Pastor Ben and Claire here. We just want to drop in and say hello. Yeah, just a moment ago, how Pastor John and Kristen had said how healthy things grow. We're excited to just talk to you about why do we believe that church planting is how we help grow the kingdom of God. And as we said, healthy things grow, and we want to see Jesus' kingdom expand. And really for us, our heart um, comes from what Jesus' own word. So, In Acts uh, 1, verse 8, it says this. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so for us as a church, you know, Stephen City has been a location for quite some time, and um, we've been faithful serving there. And one of the things that's been on the heart of our staff, been on the heart of our lead pastors, has been to continue to see the kingdom of God expand even past Stephen City. And not only that, but God had confirmed it several times uh, just by times of prayer or actually through some people that we trusted who were spiritual leaders in the life of this church as well, uh, who've been friends of John and Kristen, who actually spoke and said, hey, we believe that God is calling you to multiply the house. And that's where we got that idea that, you know, we are... We're one house with many rooms. And so just a few years ago, a year and a half ago, we were able to launch Clearbrook. And so that was a fun, exciting, (laughs) little bit nerve wracking process for us. But really what led us there is, is what Jesus had called us to, the Great Commission, where Jesus had said, you know, go to, we're already in our Jerusalem. So he's saying, now go to your Judea. 
go to that neighboring region. And for us, that's been Clearbrook. And so God was working that in our hearts Mm -hmm. long before we were actually even on staff here, where we just kind of began to fall in love with that area. We had some friends that live out that way. But then in addition, God just continued to kept reaffirming it, confirming it, and and showing us that those were the next steps that right. you know those were the doors that he was opening for us and so we prayed we asked holy spirit hey is this where you would have us and he continued and continued to confirm it yeah. but then additionally we just saw tangible ways to be the church there right you know uh at this time as you're watching this video we are having our first service in our new facility which we're excited about um but our first year we were in stonewall elementary school and Mm -hmm. and if it was not for covid we'd still be there right um but god had just showed us ways that we could physically and tangibly be the church not a service but actually be the people of god on mission in that area and so God just confirmed it in so, so many different ways and still continues to this day to confirm that yeah. we are in the right place, that God is doing something great and fantastic. And we are so excited for what God is going to continue to do in Clearbrook, what he's going to do in this no, new location. But even more so, what is God going to do in our next location, our fourth campus? Because now we have our online campus as well. But what is God going to do in our fourth and our fifth? And, you know, right. dreaming for more rooms to be added to the house that it might be more souls that come into the kingdom, which is the main purpose of it all. Absolutely. So if you're in the Clearbrook area or if you're at Stephen City and want to come visit us, please do. We love you guys. Yeah, I love you guys. And we will see you hopefully soon. So awesome that we're able to reproduce and do what God's called us to do, not only there, but in the future, that we will have other multi-sites and other locations in our area so that the gospel and the kingdom can advance. Amen. 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 So really, as we talk today, you know, the most direct and practical way to advance God's kingdom is to fulfill the Great Commission. That's right. So how does that look for you? in your home and in your neighborhood, in your campus, in your workplace, that we personally get an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. How are you doing that every single day where God has placed you? That it comes by us knowing God and making him known to others. Amen. What an awesome responsibility and what an awesome opportunity. Amen. Will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've called us to be a life-giving church. And that, Lord, our theme for this year has been, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, through that prayer, we know that, Lord, heaven rules earth, that we are thankful that you are absolutely in control today, God. And Father, the call for your kingdom to happen, and we call it to come forth, Lord, in every one of our lives, every single day, that, Lord Jesus, you want to make the invisible realm to become visible, Lord, to each and every one of us. God, so many times we feel like maybe we're not even qualified to do it, but God, you have qualified us. Lord, we're just average people called to do your work, but through the 
power of your spirit, you have empowered us to do this work in this day. Lord, to go forward, Lord, and to speak the good news of the gospel. Lord, not only in the United States of America, but to the nations of the earth that they would hear. Lord, so we give you thanks. We give you praise. And we are reminded, Lord, in Romans chapter 14, that when righteousness peace and joy increase. The kingdom of God is advancing. So Lord, we thank you for that today and we honor you in Jesus name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.